What up, what up? This is a special episode of the Whatever Face podcast because I am going to have quite a few guests up here today. And we're going to kick things off with my main man, 50 Grand, my brother, Tao D. Yay, Don. Good brother, what's happening? What's going on, brother? Peace, peace. What's good, happy man? To happy, happy to be here, man. Happy to be here, you know? I'm, I'm glad you're here. A lot of people probably going to ask, uh, where do you know each other from? Why is he up here? Um, I do a, a session on my podcast, my intro, by saying, uh, calling someone a random celebrity face, and I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, Noriega face, how are you? I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm good, <laughs> my brother. I'm good, my brother. I'm I'm cooling, baby. Slow motion. Slow motion. So people may be asking how I know you. Uh, we have been in this music connoisseurs group uh, forever, it seems like. For and some time. Just, yeah, definitely for some time now. Started mm-hmm. getting active uh, during quarantine. Um after we remixed the versus idea and right. uh started doing our own thing uh you took my challenge of doing uh dipset versus hove that was the first time we danced yeah that was our first of first of a few first of a few for sure yeah yeah um, and then most recently we did bleak and nori which people tried to talk me out of but you were like Trying to throw the battery in my back. If anybody can uh, rep bleak, it'll be you. You can do it. That's a fact, though. That's a fact, though. You missed the paper plane, so you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like (laughs) if anybody, if anybody was going to do it the right way, it was going to be you. You know, and it and it 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 definitely it definitely was a good squabble. I feel like, you know what I mean. Like you was right there. You was right there the whole time. So yeah, I told you I didn't have. Told you I didn't have any pressure. Uh, people was expecting Bleak not to win anyway. So I was just going out there carefree. Um, but yeah, I, my goal was not to have it a landslide. And I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Um, but yeah, just to build on what you were saying. Yeah, we 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 known each other for some time in the group. Um, shameless plug, Connoisseur's Corner is probably the best music group in social media. Just, just, throwing, <laughs> just throwing that out there. But um yeah, we've been in there for some time. Um I feel like I feel like what we're doing with the Zooms, like you said, um actually shout to Fousey because it was kind of his idea to get the ball rolling with that. But um yeah, based off of Tim's Tim and Swizz's inspiration, we kind of got our own little thing clicking. And it's just it's just it's just a beautiful thing for us in our circle because it, it allows us to be able to be face to face and kind of get an idea beyond just, just you know, just words, type words and shit. Like, you kind of get an idea and a feel for people's actual character and people's, you know what I mean? Like, people's swagger. So, um, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's definitely made our bond closer. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's so, a fact. I was going to say, like, it goes beyond, like, just debating music to, because um, everybody sees the versus idea and they say, oh, I could do that. And then it's different when you actually... Are put in a position when you actually try it. <laughs> yeah, when you put a playlist together and you're going to get somebody right. that's like, oh, all right, well, I'm trying to take your head off too. 
Um, right. It, right. it is different, but it's fun in terms of incorporating um, or trying to put your list together, your your twenty your twenty clip or whatever. Because sometimes, depending on the artist, you may alternate uh, how many rounds we do. But it's it's right. different putting your list together and then playing it, and also the setup. I remember early on when you had the struggle set up with the YouTube videos, and then you 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 graduated and started hitting niggas with the crispy sound, the crispy, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah your joint got- I, I, I invested in it slightly. I invested in it slightly. <laughs> initially, initially, I definitely, yeah, the YouTube, YouTube was doing me dirty, especially trying to do it off of the TV. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a keypad to type the name of the joint. So it's like one letter at a time. You know, old, old Nokia phone status, but uh, <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta text one letter at a time and shit. But yeah, um, at the end of the day, like I I, I definitely I love I love our platform. You know what I mean? I feel like um, it's definitely building camaraderie amongst us. You know what I mean? It's almost it's almost like a family. It's almost like a family, and it's it really is really just stemming off of creativity and positive vibes. Yeah, shout out to um a whole bunch of you guys in the group, uh the actual the battle group, uh you, Alley Cat, Scoob, um, being innovative and doing new things with it, um, introducing family night, introducing freestyle Fridays, uh just to bring Appreciate some you. some breathing some fresh air into it because we have been doing it since quarantine and as opposed to letting it get stale, you guys have been able to breathe new life in it um we practically have ran through everybody you can think of in terms of bigger names like right, and so when right. ver- when they actually do verses niggas be like oh we did that battle already like yeah we already right. we already two months two months past that battle but um but yeah nah for sure like my whole thing is i just like i just like new ideas and fresh ideas um the initial idea was great and we've been running with it but I, I just don't want to get stagnant. You know what I mean? I don't want to get stagnant to a point where people lose interest. So I'm always trying to figure out, you know, new new, new ways to, to keep it interesting. So I appreciate you shouting us out for that. We got some more coming. You know what I mean? We definitely got some fresh ideas coming to keep it fresh for season three of these corner battles. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm let you get your, uh, your, your plugs and your shout outs off in a second, but one of the battles we did do that mm-hmm. we kind of got robbed of from the actual verses was uh, Ross and Jeezy, and instead right. we got Ross and 2 Chains. So right. I want to pick your brain, kind of talk to you about this uh, this Ross and uh, 2 Chains battle. Um, let's do it. Let's, let's, do, let's do the setup from the beginning, though. When you heard the matchup, did you think it was going to be a blowout um, on either side? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I I am in the minority in that. Um, and I feel like it actually came to fruition when they actually did the battle. I I feel like people were sleeping on 2 chains hit. Um, you know, the, the amount of hits that he actually had loaded in the clip. Mind you, both of them, I feel like both of them left off some joints. And that's a, that's a different conversation. But yeah, in terms of the matchup, I feel like Jeezy and Ross is definitely the uh, the more practical matchup. But at the same time, talking about 
our platform. We actually, we did a Jeezy and Ross battle and we actually had set up a 2 Chains and Ross battle about a month and a half to two months ago, ironically enough. And, and it, it never it never panned out, but we already had that on the radar. So I don't think it was that off base. I think that Tim and Swiss know what they're doing. I think that they know, because not, not, to, not, to, not to switch lanes and, and, and go off on a tangent, but like the, the Snoop and X battle, for example, I thought Snoop was going to run away with that. Now, according to my scorecard, I feel like he still won convincingly, but that was really a toss-up as far as how the people felt. So mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to all of these matchups, they, they, they've mastered their craft. They know what they're doing. So I feel like everything is well thought out with them. So they, they both knew that that matchup wasn't going to be a landslide, even though the people might have felt like that. I, I'm going to keep it a being with you. When I saw it, I was like, um, Ross going to get two chains out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Ross going to get chains out of here. Why would they do that? Um, yeah, just because, not, not like on some, Ross got that much better hits or you sliding two chains. It's like, Ross, two chains has monster records. I'll give him that. He got a couple. But Ross, got a couple. Ross has continuous monster records. But you know what I think it is with him? I think I think Ross, his body of work as a whole is very impressive. But I feel like when you really pinpoint, does he have monster hits, smash hits like that? Like, he got records that are iconic that people recognize immediately. But I just feel like his his – his strong suit and his his strength lies within his body of work as a whole. Like, in terms of, like, 20 bangers like that, like, yeah, Ross got joints. But as we saw the other day, some of his joints are kind of, like, similar. So a lot of the music is repetitive. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Not a Star is pretty much the same thing as John, the joint with Lil Wayne, same mm-hmm. joint. You know what I mean? He played both of those records. A lot of the, A lot of the records that he has, a lot of the strong records he has, they feature Drake, which is something else that we saw. So I feel like Ross's, to me, Ross's strong point lies within like a lot of the B sides and a lot of the album cuts. Like I don't really, I don't really know him, at least as far as I, when I think of him, I don't really think of him and think of like massive smash hits. Two Chains to me is more of a that type of zone. Like his body of work might be lacking slightly, but he got bangers all throughout. So that's why I felt like, yeah, Ross will probably win, but I don't think it'll be as as one-sided as people think. That's how I was looking at that. My, uh, when, um, when the battle started, you knew uh, Ross was going, well, we did know Ross was going to go first and kind of try to sun 2 chains. The 2 chains was talking. And when Ross didn't say a word and started playing BMF, I was like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, he I came out the started. gate strong. He came out the gate strong, for sure. Um, and I was surprised by that. To go back to the Snoop and DMX battle, too, Snoop did the same thing. Like, he came out the gates real strong. So I think Ross kind of, he kind of, he like, adapted that um, strategy. And I feel like 2 Chains took a big lead on him early. Cause I feel like a lot, a lot of the counters were perfect, and I had I had chains up early on by by a large margin, and I feel like he did a good job early on countering those big records that Ross led with. 
he just ran out of steam. So he kind of used all his big records early, and he didn't really have nothing at the back end to like. I'm a, I'm gonna ask you certain rounds. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I got the list of. I'm just gonna ask you certain rounds yeah. just to see where you were with it. So you said the BMF, BMF versus No Line, round one. Who'd you score that to? I think that, that was a tough round. That was a tough round, but I think I gave that to Chains. I think I gave that to Chains. Okay. One of the rounds that was also uh... – The next round was also tough, and I think I gave that to Ross. After the first two rounds, it was 1-1. I know Ross led with BMF, and then his second song was Hustling, I believe. Yeah. Hustling versus I'm Different. Right. So, I think I – no, you know what? That's what it was. I gave the first round of Ross and the second round of Chains. That's what it was. That's what it was. I'm not but, mad but two, at um, I'm not, I'm not two mad extremely at tough rounds, though. Yeah, two extremely tough rounds, though. Yeah. But hustling spawned a whole new meme. Like, when Vine videos are out, hustling spawned that era. Like, I think uh, Cat Williams even did a stand up with that. Um, Every day I'm hustling. Like, right, that's a fact. And hustling also spawned a sound. Like like that that Justice League or oh, I I don't I think Justice League might have did the did the beat um, or whoever did the beat but that style like I think Jim Jones had a record at the time like that called Reppin' Time um, Little Wayne had a record like that called Money on My Mind that was like a sound at the time but that sound came and went you know what I mean so that's how I always attribute that record like it spawned a sound where people were, like people were making records like that but that sound didn't last very long to me. You know what I mean? I got, like it was I, got like, I, I got a couple I got a couple rounds I wanna uh, run by you. Let's talk uh, about specifically it. Mm-hmm. round eight, Santorini Greece versus Bands and Make a Dance. That's a tough round. I actually okay, so one thing about me when I score these things, I try to be as non biased as possible. So a round like that, for example, I like Santorini Greece better than Bands and Make a Dance. Pre- personal preference. I like that record better. But what was the more impactful record? You know what I mean? Like Bands of Make a Dance, I gave I gave I gave Chains that round. Even though I even though Ross record, I prefer the Ross record. Um I gave I gave Chains that round because I think Bands of Make a Dance was a was a bigger record. So do you you score based off of what was the bigger record, not necessarily your personal choice? I try to be um I try to use discretion when it comes to that. Um, there's okay. a lot of there's a lot of big records that I feel like, for example, not to go off on more tangents, but just to answer your question, um, people were talking about Drake and how unbeatable he might be in this plane, which is probably true. But to use his number ones, for example, as a means to say, oh, these are number ones, how could a record that wasn't a number one beat that? I feel like, some of his number ones, they might have went number one, but they're not as potent as other records. So a record like The Motto, for example, a Drake record that went number one, that's a very beatable record to me by a song that might not necessarily have been number one on Billboard. You know what I mean? So it really is kind of, it's a slippery slope and it just really goes with discretion for me. But in terms but Motto, of Santorini Motto Greece, would make a 20, a 20 clip though. Motto, we, come on. It wouldn't. You know, Motto, saying, Motto wouldn't make Drake, a 20. I hate what you're saying but Drake has 21 number ones. So in our plane, we do 21, 21 joints, you know, for the most part. So 
there was an argument made about him having 21 number ones compared to someone who, let's say, only had five number one records. And, and, and my rebuttal to that was, look, just because the model was number one doesn't mean that somebody doesn't have a record that was a top 20 that could still beat that. So the same thing, kind of the same thing with, the, with this. Like, it really goes to discretion. In terms right, of that so- round, in terms of that round, Bands of Make a Dance, I feel like it was just the better record overall, even though I like the world's record better. You're going to lead me – well, not going to. you leading me right into this, the, the next round that I want to get into, which okay. to me talks very vividly to the point that you're making. Freemason versus uh, Feds watching. Because that, that speaks to exactly what you're saying. Feds watching probably charted better, but Freemason was the is better a better record. song. Yeah, right. and, and and in that round, I'm glad that you mentioned that round because that you're exactly right. That emphasizes exactly what I was talking about in terms of discretion. So like, bands are make a dance, Santorini Greeks. I like the Ross record better, but I gave it to Chains for that round. Feds watching versus Freemasons. Excuse me. I like. It doesn't matter what I like better. Feds is watching is the bigger record. But for me, Freemason had the bigger impact in terms of how I felt about it when I heard it. So for me, that's for me, that's a Ross rant. But that's how I say it's a slippery slope with me. I try to be as non-biased as possible, but I agree with you. Like in that matchup, Fez is watching might have done better chart-wise, but Freemason was the more impactful record. Alright, I got I'm two more and then we're gonna get off this for a second. Um, okay. Stay scheming and all me. That was a tough round as well. That was definitely a tough round. Um, I think I gave that to Rose, but that—that's another one. That's another one where all me probably did better. But uh, yeah, I feel like Stay Scheming is more of an iconic record, fam. I don't. I, I forgot Ross even was on the song because I automatically go to. Uh, <laughs> right, so you obvious. So you obviously gave that round to to Chase. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I gave it. That's what I'm saying. When I heard the tough round, I'm like, God damn! All I remember is Drake putting Common in the blender and getting you that nigga Drake out of here. And, and you remember that beat? That beat is that beat is special. That beat was special. So, yeah, I, I feel you. Ross is probably the least memorable part of that record. But at the same time, just the feeling of that record is like, I don't get the same feeling from from the, from the All Me joint as I do from Skate Yeah. The last joint, um, yeah. Pop That versus It's a Vibe. Oh, I gave that to Pop That. I actually felt like at that moment, he should have dropped a birthday song with Kanye. Like, if he would have dropped a birthday song against Pop That, he would have won that round to me. You know what I mean? And sonically, sonically, that matchup would have made more sense. It's a vibe, like, Pop That had everybody amped up, and when he dropped It's a Vibe, it was like a lull in the action. Even though that was a big record, that was a, that was a letdown. I feel like he dropped the ball right there. You know, my, my biggest issue was with this battle, um, it started off with both them niggas being super mellow and extra mm-hmm. high. <laughs> like, just, mm-hmm. it, it started off like, oh, nigga, if we're going to have to watch this for about two hours, I'm off it. 
But when it picked right. up, when the nigga brought the strippers in, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, that was the change. That was the change okay. right there. Mm-hmm. No, they, they I feel, like, I feel like that happened. I feel like that happened because Timberland was actually there. So I feel like people were commenting about how boring it was. And I think Tim probably told them, like, look, y'all got y'all to gotta step up the energy. Obviously, to have strippers there and for Ross to have a masseuse there, that was planned. So obviously, it was already in the cards. But I feel like when the people started complaining, because there was people in the comments complaining about, you know, the lack of energy. Like, it felt like they didn't even want to be doing it. So I think once they started getting wind of that, I feel like that was like, we need to, we need to flip the switch and turn this shit up a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, outside of the verses uh, that we've seen and the ones that we've done, uh, two points, and I'm going to let you out here. First one being... Okay. Um, Looking at these versus battles, it's becoming very clear to me. Niggas probably don't really want to see Drake in one of these because that stimulus package that they got uh, Drake been giving out. Chris Brown said he could do 20 features. Drake could give you 20 features. And I ain't the biggest Drake fan, but I'm just – in the verses that I've watched, that nigga has been a constant. Yeah, he's he's in the mix a lot for sure. He's in the mix a lot. Plus, you know, they have an aspect of the verses where people are not just artists, but they're also writers. You know what I mean? So I feel like if Drake, Drake, I feel like Drake is too at a point in his career where, not to say this beneath him, but I feel like he probably, he's probably not going to do this. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, like I feel like he don't have time for that. Like he don't have time for it. But at the same time, if, if that was to be a part, like if that was to be something that happened, he also has, despite the ghostwriting rumors, we throw that out the window for a second, he also has a pen in terms of him writing hit records for people. Yeah. So that's another aspect to his verses. You know what I mean? Like, aside from his records. So, yeah, he would be, he would be a monster. He would be so – I think somebody said in the comments the other day that Drake is like the final – I think Alchemist said it, that, that Drake is like the final boss of the verses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I peeped that. I, I peeped that during the Rose battle. I thought that was that, that was funny, but it's true. Last last joint before I let you head out on this uh, versus mm-hmm. combo. What would be one of your dream matchups that you would want to see at them do? Not that it could be one that we've done already, but one to see versus do. Man. <sighs> That's a good question. Um, honestly, I feel like, you know what? I feel like the dream matchup would be what hip-hop has been robbed of for 20 years. I feel like the dream matchup would have been Pac versus Big. Like, I feel like, and that's something we'll obviously never get to see. But yeah. I feel like that, you know, if things would have played out differently, we don't know. But I feel like ultimately... If I had a if I had a dream matchup and a dream scenario, it'd be that we could have both of them share the stage for versus. That would be the dream scenario for me. That would be uh that would be all the huge, dreams. especially yeah, the basically dreams. it was all a dream. But Burn. to see like uh niggas piecing it up, um Jay and Nas, fifty and something Fat like that Joe, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, 
just seeing niggas piece it up, but to see Big and Pac piece it up and do a versus, yeah, that joint would have probably broke the internet. Yeah, that's to me that would that would be the dream ideal matchup. Yeah, and I've seen that floating around the internet, you know what I mean, with with people scoring it differently. But ultimately, yeah, I feel like that would be my ideal, my dream versus. Or I, I if you stay tuned, uh, you podcast listeners, uh, outside of the next guest, that dream matchup that he's talking about, stay tuned. There's, there's something special that's happening down the pipeline with that. I'll, I'll put y'all on in a little bit. But, Tal, I appreciate you for coming through. I do ask every person that comes through to give me a show that they're watching currently or a movie. doesn't matter. But uh, what, are you, what are you watching? A show that I'm watching? Um, yes. I think that, I think we're in the golden age of, of television. So there's a lot of really good shows out there. Um, just, to, just to make it quick. Uh, I watched The Boys. It's a show that comes on Amazon Prime, and season two is about to start uh, early September. So I feel like that's the that's the next thing on my radar right now. The Boys, the my boys. guy. I, yeah, that's a fire show. We'll 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 have you back up here to have a full uh, recap for The Boys. But it's a wild. Show. I'm here, brother. We yeah, we gonna chop it up. I'm I'm here. You already know. I'm I'm ready for that. My brother, I appreciate you for coming up. I will catch. Thank you, you for having me, bro. Man, listen, I, I I appreciate people that don't take the don't hesitate to take the time and be like, yeah, I'll come up and chat it up with you because niggas will be like, nah, I'm good, fam. Right. But I do I do appreciate I'm, you. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I appreciate you reaching out and I'm available whenever you need me, brother. I'm just trying to support. You already know. Appreciate you, boss. One. Talk to you soon. Second guest on this special episode of the Whatever Face podcast, Mr. Lookout for the Cookout himself, Smith Juan. What up? Chilling, man. You know, in the middle of grilling, watching the game. You know, I had to come on here and show love to the homie. My guy. I do this thing every podcast where I uh, throw out a certain celebrity or uh, professional athlete or person and call the guest that person. So I'm going to say Alvin Gentry face. I appreciate you for taking the time out from the grill. Come hang out with me. It ain't nothing, man. You know, I appreciate you having me. Boss man, um, I don't even know how many groups are in together. <laughs> Seems well, like we are in. Dude, I, think, I mean, it feels like a lot more, but I think it's like three. I left the battle rap group, so I don't know if you count that one. Oh, I don't even uh, participate in that one anymore, but that's <laughs> that's a, a one for another time. But the main one that I feel like we have uh, bonded over has been ESFN. Glass and I don't know who started ESFN. I just know that I've been a member for quite some time, and it's been really, really entertaining talking sports in quotation marks sports with you guys um how did that get started all right so what happened was there was an original group that was was espn yes whatever the damn initials are it was that (laughs) and then one of the original members of that group a guy named mo 
was going crazy and getting dissed and basically played himself and got clowned. And then he started, I think he was deleting people. So everybody's like, we'll just go start our own group. So it's pretty much the short version of how that group got started. Shout out to Mo for his antics. <laughs> now we've created a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, in the beginning, I, st- I didn't uh, talk in a group because it's like, niggas argue every day about sports. And uh, I don't like arguing with niggas that just talk to talk, talk to hear themselves talk or like talk to see themselves type, so to speak. No, but I what you mean? I, I I stood back and I watched a select few and I'm like, oh, this person's actually knowledgeable. Oh, this person know what they're talking about. Oh, this person ain't just uh on a bandwagon, uh, Kari. But um <laughs> you are one of those people that stuck out to me the most in terms of being knowledgeable. And I wanted to have a conversation with you about sports, mainly uh Sports in quarantine and sports after quarantine. Uh, you want to get your opinions about we're going to dance around all of the majors and some other stuff. But well, I guess we'll start here. How did you feel about the whole uh, NBA bubble beforehand? How do you feel about it now? Uh, beforehand, I liked the idea, but that could have been me just like, hey, I need sports back, so. <laughs> whatever they whatever they need to get done to do it, do it. Uh and then when people started popping up positive at first, I was like, man, this is not gonna this this is not gonna kick off. This is this is gonna go bad and they're gonna cancel the season. But I have been impressed with how they kept everything in that restricted area, you know, minus a few slip ups, you know, going to get wings at certain places. <laughs> and, you know. I think they've done a great job, and now I think what three weeks, four weeks, nobody's tested positive for it, so it's going good. And another thing, I thought it was going to be whack without the crowd, but including the background noise, and you know, you can hear the trash talking a little bit more. And the players haven't been rusty. That was another thing I was worried about. I thought the games were going to be like seventy to eighty type games, but <laughs> everybody came out gunning. Some players is playing better than they ever played. Shout out TJ Warren and Michael Porter. So yeah. it's been real interesting. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, I was one of those people that was canceled damn season. It don't make sense, especially when the um, numbers started spiking. I'm like, nigga, come on, this don't like season about to start up again in a couple months. Let's just call a season a wash and come back for the next season. But I will say I have uh, I have started to come around to the idea, and I, I'm with you. And missing sports for a long time, I was like, "Nigga, I'll be alright when it comes back." But seeing what Adam Silver is actually uh, how thought out it is, and um, how thought out it is, and what it looks like. I'm starting to come around because, like you said, I'm like, no crowd. That's going to be trash. This nigga, These niggas, we're going to be seeing, like, Summer League on steroids because half these niggas probably ain't going to want to play. I'm impressed with what, they, what they're doing. Um, I think the season before, when it ends, it's still going to be a nasty championship for whoever, for whoever wins. But I do like uh, how they're moving 
with the season so far? Yeah, I agree. I don't think – I mean, yeah, I guess it's, you know, special circumstances, but I still feel like the teams that's in the playoffs now are going to be the teams in the playoffs regardless, you know, missing those however many games they missed. Yeah. I think the only – I mean, the East was pretty much sold up. Wizards won't gonna really make a run. Um, I think the only thing that's been conflicted maybe was the seeding that would have really been throughout. But I think the teams that, like I said, would have made it are in. And it also gave teams time to get healthy, like Portland, who's trying to make a push. They're pretty much, you know, got their full roster now. So, I mean – I mean, it probably will be an asterisk, but I wouldn't be mad at nobody that says it counts just as much as a full season. Yeah, speaking of Portland, um, they look – I'm not going to say scary, but they look like if they make a push, a strong enough push, and they get there, they're going to give somebody a problem. And although that game against the Clippers was some BS, um, I'm not a fan of PG, of all people, Telling Dan what? <laughs> the nerd. <Right. laughs> Fam, he sent you packing and oh, he sent you packing in OKC with like a dagger three from God knows how deep. And you you talk about something you don't go packing? Like Damn. I like that because you can tell Dane don't really mess with them niggas like that. Nope. <laughs> it's like with Westbrook, I still feel like there's a mutual respect there. Yeah. With Pat and PG, nah. <laughs> he don't like them dudes for real. Especially, yeah. especially Pat. Yo, Patrick Beverly is one of those niggas that, like, to me, reminds me of Bruce Bowen. I couldn't stand Bruce Bowen. Man. At some point, you like, you got to respect <laughs> this game. But you're like, nah, this nigga's just mad annoying. Like, there's honestly nothing I respect about Patrick Beverly's game. If he ever hears this, I will I will double down on that. He's like definitely that annoying guy at the gym that doesn't score. He just tries to get himself on the, the winning team. And just he's just out there. Nigga trying to win defensive player of the year at a pickup game. Exactly. Yeah, man. That yeah, I I, I would want to see them niggas in the playoffs. Um, I want them to go against each other in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Using the bubble as sort of like our premise to jump around to the other leagues. What do you think is making uh the NBA so successful in what they're doing compared to everybody else, MLB and um, hockey and all that other stuff? What do you think uh, is making what they're doing so successful. Well, I haven't really paid attention to hockey, but as far as comparing it to MLB and uh, NFL, I think it does help that the rosters are a lot more condensed. Mm. You know, you only got to take 11, 12 guys from each team. As far as the NFL, you got 50 guys. I don't really know how many is on the MLB roster, but I still think it's more than the NBA. So it's a lot more bodies to try to fit somewhere. And NBA, you ain't really got to worry about messing up a court. You know, NFL, you can fuck up a, a, a football field quickly. And, you you know, it's not as many football fields to where you can have this quick turnaround. So, I don't know if a bubble – the only way I could see football working maybe is if they just stage it all in Texas. Texas is big enough. Texas is a football state. 
So there's plenty of stadiums between college and high school and pro teams that they could get it done there maybe. But, yeah, I think that's really what it is. It's a lot less personnel in the NBA. Yeah, we were. Um, I was talking with some of my coworkers about um, if we think NFL would actually be played this year. And, well, do you think that one? I really think – they're gonna go. They're gonna try their hardest to get it done. I think so. I really, but yeah. also think it depends on what happens with college football, also. Because I heard they're starting to have meetings about whether they even want to stick to their plan of just playing in conference. So I think what happens with college football will dictate what happens to the NFL. All right, because I'm gonna get to the college too. But for the NFL, we was talking about if they did do the season maybe adopting the concept of the bubble, like you said, Texas. But um, we were thinking about, like, doing three um, – Texas actually is a, a better idea because of the college teams and all of that. But we were thinking about, like, regional, um, regional zones. Like, mm-hmm. obviously doing Texas, um, I was thinking – Maybe the new arena in L.A. or the Chargers' new stadium or um, Indianapolis is just like the three hubs to have teams come and play. But Texas actually, you can probably get everybody in Texas with all of the the moving parts and the different stadiums that you have access to in Texas. Mm -hmm. In terms of college, um, I feel like college is less likely to have a season than the NFL is. Yeah, I can see that. That's, uh, also, I can see a lot of these players, especially the ones as top picks, I can see them also deciding not to play, even if the season does go on. Because why play and risk getting sick, getting healthy? I mean, not healthy, getting hurt and ruining your draft stock for a season that might last four or five games if something goes wrong, you know? Yeah. That's... I can see a lot of them just uh, – Saying I'm gonna just go get ready for the draft, do my own thing. People like like Clemson QB, he don't really have to play this season. I mean, his draft his draft stock is solidified. So why well, go out there in this weird weird season that's to begin with and risk getting hurt? Do you feel um, I'm gonna say kind of as a fan uh, like? You're two-faced about the situation. Like, you want sports, but you also want niggas to be be healthy. Do you feel like you're on a fence on that? Or are you like, man, listen, they grown niggas. They can do whatever they decide. They getting paid or whatever. I think football is a little different just because it's a lot more physical than basketball. And I think that will be a lot more weirder to watch without fans than, you know what I'm saying, in the NBA. I mean, NBA – Still got that pickup feel, that street feel. So, you know, yeah. there's different varieties of hooping that can give you that feel. NFL is like, we're not in the backyard doing this with helmets on. So, <laughs> you need to do it proper. I want to see, um, I, I do want to see how they go about the actual football and college football. Um, college sports, not just football, college sports, how they go about it because my thing with the um, 
NBA initially was, man, y'all niggas don't need the TV money that bad to kind of push the season. College teams, they probably need this more than um, professional teams, like the actual season. And I read something that college teams would stand to lose a substantial amount of money if uh, no fans are there and they play, like, in empty arenas or empty stadiums. They stand to lose more than professional teams. And I'm like, yeah, college football, to a certain degree, is a little bit more exciting. Some, well, not even a little more exciting. College sports in general mm-hmm. are a little more exciting. So seeing how um, – seeing if they even have a season is crazy. How do you think um, – do, do, do you think, rather, UFC and boxing are affected by the new crowd or it's still like you're still getting the same – product so to speak i think the only thing you kind of miss is the you know the adrenaline the oohs and ahs on certain punches but i've actually enjoyed it because i can hear the punches even louder and man it's something about <laughs> seeing somebody get knocked out of the empty arena you just hear you hear a punch connect you hear them hit the ground and then you hear like the corner talking trash and celebrating so I mean, yeah, eventually I do want – because I like going to boxing, so I do want to be able to attend matches again. But to me, I haven't really – if the fight is good, it's been good. And it's kind of good to not have the crowd there to sway a certain thing. You know, sometimes the crowd has their guy and he'll land some pity pat punches, but they'll yell like he just threw nine hooks. So <laughs> it's, it's been good. Only thing – is I hate listening to ESPN commentators because Tim Bradley's just trash. Yeah, I think it's terrible. Like, especially that story where he told about his son getting pulled over, or him and his son getting pulled over. <laughs> it was terrible. But yeah, I haven't really been watching UFC outside a few fights, but boxing I've been to. Then actually, it's a fight coming on tonight, sometime on Fox. But I'll be watching that while I battle. Oh yeah, Pusha T versus Wei Kwan tonight. Zoom battle, zoom we out, battle. We out there, the corner. We uh, uh, Tal was up here earlier talking about corner battles. Um, yeah, we we in the building for that. Um, speaking of boxing, sorry, back to boxing. I remember you distinctly saying Tyson looks good in three thirty second clips, but how's that going to translate into a fight? And I would have to say. The fight that he has is going to make him look really, really good because Roy don't look like he want to be there now. He, now he don't look like he don't want to be there. So I can only imagine when they get in the ring how he going to look. Man, I really don't think – I can't really see them in the exhibition trying to kill each other. Everybody ain't Floyd. When, like when Floyd fought that one kid and knocked him out real quick. Yeah. Had that kid crying. I can't – <laughs> I just can't see Tyson getting that that adrenaline back to knock another dude out. It's one thing to hit the pads and everything, but I can't see him in there trying to take Roy's head off for real. Not no exhibition match. I don't know. I'm not paying for it. We said fifty dollars, so <laughs> I catch it. Somebody stream it or whatever. I got other pay per views getting ready to buy, and that won't be one of them. So. And then they got what uh, one of the Paul brothers was it Ryan Paul Jake Paul I don't know which one it is but 
fighting Nate Robinson. That that's so, a stupid. That's another stupid one. But this is gonna be a shit show. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. You, although, if uh, the purge alarm did go off, Nate Robinson is on my list of one of the people that I would purge if the alarm sounded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just have a really, really bad hatred for Nate Robinson only because that uh, it started with the dunk contest and him having 80 attempts for dunks and still getting 50s. Yeah, I, yeah. It's a soft spot. But um, outside of sports, outside of uh, corner battles, what do you have coming up? When can we, where can we cop the cookout merch? You got your own sauce you're working on. What's up? What's going on? I'm going to get to the sauce. I got a person that does make shirts, and they like well, 20-ish shirt, just custom made, whatever you want, whatever color, number, and then you'll get, you know, the same and the logo. So let me know, and when I set it up, as far as sauce, I'm going to do that too. I'm actually grilling right now. Pretty sure there's one piece of chicken that's burning because I threw that directly <laughs> on the fire and it was like, whatever. The rest of it is good, though. But, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, if you don't want to toot your own horn, I'll uh, be up here as your band. I have never tasted – let me just say, I've never tasted your grilling, but from what I've seen – you look like you don't play around, and if you name yourself Mr. Lookout for the cookout, that must mean that you, you're not to be uh, fucked with on the grill. Yeah, I actually got that nickname in Virginia after I threw a cookout there. Well, usually I do when I go home. I always throw a big cookout. Everybody pull up, and somebody gave me that nickname, so that's really how I earned it. I didn't name myself that. <laughs> And if you did, so what? Who cares? Mm -hmm. You deserve it. Have you entered into one of those, uh, like, grilling competitions at, like, a fair or something? No, like, I the best ribs? I do want to do that one day. But I think, like, them dudes, they do more for presentations and taste. I'm a taste-over-presentation type guy. I ain't never been one to have my plate look all pretty. <laughs> I mean, like, look. Y'all can pile it all up together. It's going to taste good. That's how, that's how I feel about it. What's the uh, must-have? Uh, you, you're, you're grilling. What's one of your must-haves, whether it's music, whether it's an actual food? What do you have to have present at one of your um, cookouts? A bottle. <laughs> I feel you. Liquor and uh, definitely good music. Do you have a cookout playlist? Yeah, I just play whatever's the vibe at that time. Sometimes it depends, like, who's the crowd. If it's, like, an older crowd, I try to stick to, you know, the older school music. There's people our age, and I just play whatever. All right. All I'm saying is uh, I'm looking for my invite to said uh, cookout because I have been looking out for it. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I Never everybody would have traveled. After all, I guess after traveling becomes a thing again. Nigga, I can drive. I'll pull, I'll pull up in the car. I ain't got to take no flight. 
Hey, you come out here in the car, I got you straight up. <laughs> All right. I, I uh, do this thing where I ask the guests to give us a, a show or movie that they've been watching. Um, don't got to be recent. Don't got to be something nobody's seen. But what are you, Toya, and the kids watching? Yeah, what are we watching currently? Yeah. Uh, me and Toya be watching a little bit of everything on Netflix. Uh, person of Interest. She like a lot of the sci-fi type stuff, so she's been watching Cursed. Me, I've strictly pretty much been basketball since it's been back. The kids, they watch other kids on YouTube like weirdos. Nigga, what is that about? Like, my kids do the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm so I don't know what's wrong with this generation when it comes to that, but yeah, that's what they do. They watch yeah. other kids play video games. My son was watching this guy play Turtles, and I, like I said to him, I'm like, you know, I can go buy you the game, right? You don't have to do this. You don't have to live <laughs> like this. Like, you can have the actual game. You don't have to watch somebody else. Play. Right. And that nigga was like, nah. I'm like, all right, fam. Like, you got it. You got it. This, that's what makes you happy, watching somebody else play. Okay. You said a person of interest was the show? One of the yeah, shows? it's uh. The show where is Taraji's in it. She's a cop, and then it's like two white dudes. I don't know their names, but uh, they have this system that gives them a number, and the number is pretty much it's called the machine. Sorry, Toy, it's called the machine. And uh, the number the number comes up. There's a number that's genera- generated, and the number basically is for a person that's in trouble. Life is on the line. Basically, they're about to die. So. Mm-hmm. They hook the number to the person, they make contact with the person, and they basically save them. It's AI. Person of interest. I'm going to take, a, take a look at that. Will we season two? We're on season two. I think it's, you're on three? Well, she left me. She's on season three. I'm on two. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's like five seasons total on there. All right. I'm going to check that out. I'm watching currently, like current television, I'm watching the shot for next month, Power Returns. So I'll be watching that. Person interest. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to give that a look. Um, Anything else you got before you get out of here? Any shout outs that you want to promote, push? Nah, man. Just whenever y'all want to look out for the cookout, let me know. OKC welcomes you. And, you know, Whoever's pulling up to the battle tonight, catch y'all tonight. And I'm going to finish cooking and watching these games in the meantime. Appreciate you having me again. Man, listen, uh, whenever you whenever you want to come up here, by all means, if we talk about whatever you want. If you want to talk bottles, whatever. We can talk whatever you want. Uh, like I said, you're one of the voices that I do appreciate and um, look up to as a, a new person in majority of these groups. But uh, your understanding and level of a, a lot of stuff makes me want to have conversations with you. So thank you for coming up here because I ain't going to hold you. I was like, this thing's going to be like, nigga, I ain't doing that. <laughs> thank you for proving me wrong, though. No, no problem. All right, y'all. I'll check you later tonight. All right, bro. Chill. And the very last guest on this special Whatever Face uh, podcast episode, my good brother, one half of the Spicy Bros, Mr. Yes, yes. 
Fred Van Fleetface, what's up? <laughs> you already know the most special of the guests, the most one, the one with the most meaning, <laughs> the greatest. What's going on, bro? How you, man? I can't call it, man. I had a conversation earlier with Tao. We uh, spoke of Two Chains, Ross. Me and Juan chopped it up about some uh, some sports. Yes, you, yes, my brother. You, my brother. We're gonna have a very ignorant conversation. Oh, you know that's right up my alley. I, I love it. I look. They listen. Hey, spicy bro. Just cause of food, we do all of this shit. So. Yeah. I, I said when uh, I thought about this episode, I was hoping a topic would come up, and I didn't have to create one. But we got something. We're gonna get into it. But let's start with uh, calling back to the versus conversation and corner battles. I think I might actually call this one a corner because we're all so intertwined somehow because of the corner. Right. You and I just came off of our uh, light skin powerbomb battle of uh, Bruno on a weekend that we were planning behind the scenes for a long time. Yes. Didn't choose who we we're gonna who we we're going to represent. We were just like, "Yo, I mean, this idea is dope. Let's do it." Yeah, because I mean, it could have gone either way. We didn't care who the hell we were representing. I like to call it the toxic clash of the titans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a week before the battle, and I say, not like we did this a long time ago. We did this battle this week. It's fresh this week. Mm-hmm. A week before the battle, we still didn't know who we were going to choose. We ended up deciding on you going with Bruno, me going with The Weeknd. And then uh, Mia suggested, because uh, you're the toxic god, that um, you take (laughs) The Weeknd and then I represent Bruno. Right, right. So days before the battle, we, we swapped and picked these two titans. Um... How did you feel about it, first off? I mean, to, to date, as, uh, you know, it's still fresh, but the playlist that I made after the battle with our playlist that were uh, went up head-to-head with each other, I played that playlist probably like five or six times already since the battle fully through. And um, it's it's definitely one of my favorite battles to date, and I think it made it that much more interesting, the fact that we initially started inverse with uh, me representing Bruno and you representing The weekend, because by the time we had switched, we had already had our playlist ready to go. Yeah. So so when we did switch, it was like, it made it more interesting because it's like, okay, I know exactly what the fuck I'm going up against. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and it just made it that much more interesting because I, those first five rounds of that battle, it picked up so quick. Those first five rounds could have easily been the last five rounds like it would just made it fire all the way through and all the records matched up even the ones that you think didn't match up sonically they matched up in some sense because the playlist blends so well like it just flows through crazy stuff yeah it was i, I love that battle like that battle was uh everything that i expected and uh and more because you know though i'm a huge fan of both artists and um that shit was on like Usher, Chris Brown caliber. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that was one of the that was one of those ones that it's like the replay value on that battle, man. I'm gonna be people and me, not only me, 
everybody, like even the scorecards, like, you know, nobody had it. Like nobody got swept. Nobody got blew out the water. Like it was either like, it was so close. Like you had one person saying the weekend, one person saying Bruno, one person saying the weekend, one person saying Bruno. Like it was, it was splitting hairs when it came down to judging that battle. So it was, it was insane. I'm not going to go through round for round, but just so the listeners know what we're dealing with. The very first round, the weekend in your eyes versus Bruno Mars and Cardi B, please me. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yo. That's how we started. The, yo, and the way that that shit sets off the playlist, bro, is so crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's how it started. And at one of these rounds, um, hold on, I can get the exact round for you because... I think I know what round you're talking about right before you... Round 18? Yes. Starboy, Starboy versus uh, 24 Karat Magic? Fam! Yeah, yeah. That could have easily been round 21. Easily. Yo. <laughs> I'm looking at the playlist right now and this shit is Same. insane. Same. Same. Fam, for those that would like this playlist, we would not enjoy more than tagging you. Matter of fact, I'll put it in the comments. I'll put the playlist in the comments along with yeah, definitely drop the, the drop links. The links. Uh, we have it. Yeah, we have it for Apple and for Spotify. Uh, soon it'll be up on Tidal. So yeah, but um, yeah, these these rounds is uh, these rounds is crazy. Man. Heartless versus Versace on the floor. That was another one. Like, I yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to jump into your toxic bag early because the way I had mine set up, I said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dance and party for a good portion of these rounds. And then when we get to what we like to coin or Fousey coin the championship rounds where yeah. we got into it, um, I was like, nah, I'm going to save these heavy, heavier Bruno really getting into his toxic, toxic stuff for the later joints. Yeah. And it, it it matched up perfectly how we however you did your list and however I did my list it just matched up perfectly in terms of the greatest toxic playlist you can listen to for three hours. Yo, you want to you want to know what was low key probably my favorite round the whole battle? It was prob I, I, I'm not sure what number it is. It has to be like eight or nine, but it was blinding lights versus wake up in the sky. <laughs> Yo, that round That round is insane, bro And first off, Wake Up in the Sky Was one of those under the radar ones Like, I had the Bruno playlist, but that one wasn't on it So when you dropped it, I didn't expect it And I was like, oh shit Thank God I played one of the weekend's bigger songs Because if not, shit would have got me out of here <laughs> Yeah, man uh, That Yeah, that blinding lights and Wake Up in the Sky Um a lot of people forget about um, Bruno on that record because it is a Gucci Mane and yeah, yeah, Kodak yeah. Black is on there. Um, I mean, Bruno, Bruno got those, though. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know that he got those, but you know he got those. He has those hip-hop features that he could get into his bag and, you know what I'm saying, he could pop out at somebody's concert and it might be not his audience. Like, it might be a little hood in there, but he's on those records. One of the joints, one of the rounds that I like, and I'm not going to go deep into these uh deep into these this battle round for round but one of the rounds that I really liked and in a different space would have been a crazy matchup 
crew love versus the lighters. Nigga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the one. And that was early. That's like round three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that yeah. I mean, you know, for the people listening, that just goes to show you how fast this battle picked up. Like, round three was arguably both of their biggest features to date. Like, because I mean, Bruno has some big features, but commercial-wise, that Lighters record was a fucking monster. So, and then everybody knows Crew Love. So, like, it's it the way that shit matched up is just. I, I told you know, not for nothing, not, and not to cut you off, but normally, like, I don't have a problem with, like, with what turn I have in a battle. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good at adjusting if I have to go first or if I have to go second. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good with both sides. I can honestly say that this is the first battle that going first, the fucking pressure was on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, pressure, the pressure was on. The pressure was on, the nigga. I'm not gonna lie. Because I knew what was coming as rebuttals. Like, I knew. It's like, it was like going into a fight and him knowing every punch you're gonna throw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, man, it was definitely a different experience. Other than any other battle, and I've done quite a few so far, but uh, all of them that I've done, that was a completely different experience. And honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't something that was like. It was something that I would. I would be definitely be interested in doing again. Like, I think that whole switching of the artist thing might be. There might be on to something there. So, I, I didn't want to be the guy. To do that. Yeah. Um, again, I'm gonna post this playlist in there, but I'm looking at it right now. And fam, we wilded out right after that round too. Heartless versus yeah. Versace on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yup. <laughs> fam. Yeah, yeah. And and it was a great uh it was great on our part. I mean, I, we were wilding all the way to the bonus joints. Like the bonus the bonus records could have been rounds. Like Yeah. It very well could have been rounds. I mean, one of the one of the bonus rounds was uh, high for this versus blow with Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton. Like that's that's a round, bro. Like yeah, yeah. You know, Gorilla versus the Zone with Drake. Like though, that's those are rounds. Those are easily could replace any record on the playlist. So when yeah, I when was, I when I dropped finesse and people told me that uh. My Cardi stimulus package was up. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, I put it there for a reason because I knew where I was yeah. going. So when they yeah. said that, I was like, all right, niggas, you niggas don't know where the list is going. But, and, and, yo, honestly, the Cardi features don't even matter. Like, you could have played that. You could have played that round one and round two and been fine. <laughs> you could have You could have been perfectly fine after that, so... I'm sure, sir, you're you're very well versed at that. And if you don't know where we're going next with that lead up, I hate to yes. tell you. I already know. Yeah. I already know. Yeah, we're here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wop! Uh, yes. Wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... 
Uh, where do you want to start? Because this shit... Fam. I, I, I would like to say, I would like to do a PSA for all the guys that hated or are hating on this song and video. Oh, yeah, this ain't for you. This ain't for you. Yeah. This ain't for you. You lames need this, to do something with yourself. Yeah, that's a fact. This part of the show, you might want to you you might want to cut it here or, you know, fast forward to the end when we give the shout outs and everything because you ain't going to like what we about to say. I mean, it's all right. I'm going to start with this. I'm, I'm going to get into the bag with this. This is as, as raunchy and as, you know what I'm saying, in your face and, you know what I'm saying, as much as people think that they push the envelope and I'm doing fucking air quotes right now, you guys can't see it, but this is not new. Like, this is, I don't, I don't understand what the, you know what I'm saying, maybe, just maybe, it could be the fact that, like, the visual adds to the, the filthiness of the record, <laughs> but... It's not like this. This is shit that girls haven't said on records before throughout history. And we're going back, like, you know what I'm saying? We're talking as recent as Cardi and Megan and, and, and even Nikki, you know, all the way back to Foxy and, and Kim. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, it's this. What order did you what order did you listen to or did you listen to the song first and then watch the video or you watch the video and then listen to the song? So I watched the video and like when I watched the video, because I was like, "All right, I can listen to the song," and then I seen everybody going crazy about the 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 video. So I was like, "Yo, you know what? I'm just gonna watch the video and get that kind of like old school experience. Like, remember back in the day when you really didn't hear a song up until you saw the world premiere of the video? Yes. So I'm like, "Yo, you know what? Yeah." So I'm like, "You know what? Let me just, you know, what I'm saying, let me check this video out and see what's up." That's and, the same um, approach I took, and let me tell you. When I watched the video, I was like, all right, because the video yeah. is labeled wet and gushy. Yeah, yeah, just see, all right, I was going to get into that. So so when I watched the video, I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? They kind of, they, they, don't get me wrong, they wilding in the video. It's it's a, and, and not for nothing, it, the, the, the raunchiness and the edginess of it shouldn't take away from the fact that it's a great video. Like, it's, I think it's well shot. I think the, uh, you know, like all the shit that doesn't, matter because they all shaking their asses crazy in it. I think all of that shit still matters because, you know, it's a very well shot video. It's like the cinematography behind it, the the, the, the cinematography. Yeah. This nigga yeah, said the, cinematography. Yeah. Yo, I mean, listen, I, that's certain things that, you know what I'm saying, I didn't look for that the first five times I've watched it. But eventually, <laughs> but eventually that shit kicked in. You know what I'm saying? So, it, you know what I'm saying, all of that shit plays a part into it, but um... That being said, when I watched it, I'm like, yo, you know, the, don't get me wrong, I like the song. The song, like, you know what I'm saying? And I might be one of Cardi's toughest critics because, you know what I'm saying, it's 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 well documented that she doesn't write her own music, so I always held that against her, you know what I'm saying? It's well documented. A lot of things about how she puts her projects together. But even that being said, I think the song is dope. I think the sample that they chose is dope. I like the beat. Cardi's verse could have been better. Meg absolutely killed her verse. So it made it that much more enjoyable. It's like, yo, this shit is fun. They, they're, they're pushing the envelope as far as you could possibly push it these days. And it's it, it's not like I'm listening to something and I'm like, oh, I don't, I, like, don't want to watch this on mute. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the records that Cardi's done before... 
the city girl shit and all that. I watch all those videos on mute. I don't care what y'all saying. Like, I just want to see the ass. Like, <laughs> but this one, it was like, yo, this is, this is, this is, a, it's a good song. And, um, so yeah, that was the first experience with them, you know what I'm saying, with the wet and gushy. And I was like, all right, you know, it's crazy, but it's not that bad. And then I opened my Spotify. Fam. <laughs> and when I opened my Spotify, the song popped up, and it wasn't wet and gushy. Like, no, fam, so I'm like... I, look, I oh. looked at the video, and then I saw somebody say... Rumor has it the um that was a scented verse. I'm like, nigga, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Cause I was like, yo, I mean, don't get me wrong. Wet and gushy as and I'm doing the fucking air quotes again, as censored as that is, that's never gonna make it to radio. If it does, I'd be I'd be shocked. Fam, like, I, I think they I think they play wet and gushy because you think about um what, am, what song am I thinking about? I mean, you can name any... Like I said, this is not new, but this is the first time that it's like... Nigga, DMX, um, get at me, dog. You... Yeah. It might as well been an instrumental, nigga. Yeah, I mean, this is like... Oh, man. All right, but here's the thing. Even if it does make radio, you think it makes top 40? Yes, because of the two names that's attached to the record. I, you know what? I think that's where the controversy comes into play, and I don't think they'll give her top forty because of that. This, that's what that that's what gives all these fucking cornballs the stage to say, "Oh, you know, kids listen to top forty, and, 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 and this shit is not, you know, what I'm saying this is not for kids." And, uh, uh, like, you know, what I'm saying like it's, it's it, it, it opens the door for that kind of that kind of response to the record. That's like, don't get me wrong. That's fine. It's, it, that's fine, but the two names on a record says we're throwing money behind this record. Cardi just re-upped her deal. So for them to get the Meg feature as a first, it might be the leading single, but for them to get the Meg feature says, oh no, we're going to put money behind this record. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I think with them putting the money behind it, you're going to hear it. Maybe not in the morning on breakfast show time, but you may hear it when Clue's on radio. You sure oh, enough yeah, going to hear I mean, it? In, in the evening, in the evening, I can see that. I mean, it just, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy how all of this shit played out. Because, I mean, even the fact that Meg is the featured artist on this song and everything that's going on with her right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? We still, like, how crazy is it that you have the most controversial female rapper at the moment on the most controversial record at the moment. Like, we still don't have clarity or insight as to what the fuck happened with Meg and Tori. We don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's everything. Like, it's it's honestly, and for Cardi, you know, because she's the main one that benefits from this, it's the perfect storm for her right now. Absolutely. Nikki's, Nikki's Nikki's out of commission right now. She's pregnant. Because, I mean, mind you, even being pregnant, we're not going to take away from the fact that Nicki Minaj just gave ASAP Ferg one of the best verses of the year. She went on ASAP Ferg's new project, and if you haven't heard it, you need to go out there and listen to that. And she absolutely flamed the song that they got together. 
And it's like, you know what I'm saying? That's going to get overlooked because, yeah, it's Nikki and their people tend to hate on her for whatever reason. But she's, at, like, you know what I'm saying? Her being pregnant and the situation with her child's father, you know, it, it, it takes away from them. And, you know, for a guy like me, it's, I tend to give Nikki more credit than I give Cardi because at the end of the day, Nikki writes her own rhymes. And Nikki has jumped on records with men who we consider some of the greatest rappers of all time and not only held her own, but had better verses than them. So, you know, it's, but I mean, to, to take the spotlight off of Nikki right now, for Cardi, this is everything, like everything is lining up perfectly for her to a slam dunk with this next release. Like she, like, this might project her, to, like this might, propel her to new new heights and she was already you could arguably say she's already the biggest female artist out there right now this is one of those records where you feel kind of bad for listening to the uncensored version (laughs) and you don't want to play it around certain people what's one of those records for you in your childhood where it was like oh no i can't listen to this around my parents or like what was one of those records don't gotta Um, be like a graphic but um, man, it, there was a few when I was growing up. I mean, you know, uh, put it in your mouth. The joint with shorty. Uh, yes. Put it in your mouth. Yeah, that was one of them. You couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, my neck, my back. You definitely couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, tip drill. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, we grew up in those days. Like, you couldn't. You know, we wasn't allowed to stay up and watch BET Uncut. We still did it on the low, but you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it was something that was allowed. Damn. Give me the loop. I always felt bad about playing Give Me the Loop yeah. around my parents. Yeah. So I would only play oh. Give Me the Loop when I was not around them. But yeah, nigga, BET Uncut. Yeah, I'll be up three o'clock in the morning trying to mm-hmm. watch the the tip drill video and uh Pussy Popping on the Ludicrous Joint. Um, this just gives me that same feel where it's like, fam, I can't listen to this. Yeah, you, you know what was another one that, and, and luckily they changed the hook, but the original version was kind of crazy. So, the original version of Cameron's "What Means the World to You." Yes, the hook, the hook goes, "Give yes. me some head, bitch." <laughs> yes. And that was one of those ones that I was like, "Ooh, I should have played this too fucking loud right now." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean that, again, that proves my point. A lot of it, like, this isn't the first time that we've had these kind of records pop up. This is the first time that we had a visual that was this crazy to probably match it. And I think that's what's adding to the stigma. And since we're on the subject of the fucking video, because we're going to break this whole thing down, I do not understand the Kylie Jenner hate. I don't either. I don't, I, I don't understand where that's coming from. Other than Other than exactly what I said, a place of hate. Like, I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the first time that somebody randomly popped up in somebody's video. And you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the first time that we're seeing this kind of backlash from it. But this ain't the first time that somebody, you know what I'm saying, featured in a video and didn't say a word or, you know what I'm saying, wasn't on the song. Like, so. You know and what I, I seen somebody say, I seen somebody say on Facebook that it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, like somebody had posted like, oh, you know what I'm saying? What's like, what's the Kylie hate about? I don't understand it. And somebody commented under and was like, you know, it's mainly just because she's a Kardashian. I'm I, like, that's whack. I can believe that because if you want to be 
Kylie didn't look bad in the video. I don't understand what the she, uproar was. She looked, she looked fire in the video. Honestly, her popping out was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> but that's, you know what I'm saying? That's not, but that's neither here nor there. I just don't understand where the, come on, dog, a petition? Like, there's a petition online right now. To get out, get to, out of here. Yeah, to cut her out the video. Like, yo, like, but then it doesn't add up because then she has one of the most successful makeup lines of all time. So it's like, where the like? How the fuck does this add up? Like, if her like, if her last name wasn't Kardashian, I think there's a better response to her being in a video. But because people attach her last name to where she's from, and mm -hmm. uh, them thinking that the Kardashian family just uses uh, uses swagger, jacket, culture vultures. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm. Yeah. But see, this is. But see, here's the part that I don't. Here's the part that I don't that I don't agree with and not to, you know what I'm saying, throw my kufi on and get off, you know what I'm saying, extra with it. But at the same time, the same people that are hating on her being featured in this videos, nine times out of 10 probably have her products in their household right now. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, like this just goes to show how fickle society is, like and how extra it is sometimes. Like sometimes niggas just love to complain just to complain. Like you just... We need like it's just a negative. It, it, it's a it's a it's a chronic negative condition out here. Like, I will say that um, the video whoever put the two together, um, there are a couple scenes that I'm not going to get too uh, into, but I will just like to say that uh, that offsets a, a lucky fella. <laughs> whoever Meg is associated with is a lucky fella as well. Um, I don't know how lucky he is. He might be getting deported after the last issue. But yeah, that is. well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a topic for another time. That nigga all together. But yeah. um, what I do think is funny is that it gives, it gives all these women who were screaming City Girl lyrics, it gives them something else to try to uh, talk greasy about to men now and you right. know some of these girls can't <laughs> the lyrics ain't yeah, gonna yeah, match yeah, up yeah. to yeah that's that's absolutely a fact if you yeah, I mean they ain't got the they ain't got the whap they got the dap <laughs> you try it <laughs> now that's a fact yeah, so, but it so. will be a, it will be a topic of conversation and oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I just want to let you, you, you Negroes, nah, you niggas know that the song <laughs> is here to stay. It's probably going to take us into the fourth quarter. Um, I, I think this shit might go all the way to 2021. We ain't got nothing better to do. Like, I mean, Trump is banned at TikTok, so that goes that. That TikTok wave is gone for that. But, you know, if he didn't, and I think Instagram launched something that was that's kind of similar the to TikTok, real. So even still. Yeah, so even still, it still might take off on that wave and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and again, this is not like, I don't understand where the men complaining about it comes from because this is not even, this is not a song for men. The video no, is for men. The song is not for men. Yeah, the song, so the song. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, this is like women complaining about fucking the NBA or some shit. Y'all don't watch that. I mean, I mean, that may be a little bit extra because I know women that do watch the NBA, but still, like, you know what I'm saying? That's just, that's like women complaining about a, a, a product that's geared towards men. It's, 
it's not for you. So what the fuck? Like, and all of a sudden, now everybody wants to have a moral compass. A minute ago, y'all was just, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, not like you don't go on Instagram and watch girls twerk or, you know, like, it just... Or or sign up for people's OnlyFans. That's the same thing. You got an OnlyFans. You got an OnlyFans account, but you're talking about the the this Megan Cardi video. And to be honest with you, you're right. It might go into 2021 with them doing like remixes because if you can't leave uh, Trina out there and you Trina. Mm -hmm. A lot of people a lot of people may not remember the baddest chick. But uh, and listen, listen. It, that that remix. First off, if she decides to do a remix of it, that remix could get could definitely get crazy, and it, it's just like, fam, it's gonna be it's, like the it's, it's gonna be like the Busta Rhymes "Touch It" remix when he had eight yeah, different yeah, versions. It, yeah, because I mean, you could even see like I can even see artists that you don't even think like female artists. Like I could see Kaylani touching a record like this. I could see a Janae Aiko touching a record like this. And you wouldn't even think, you know what I'm saying? Like, but Janae Aiko had a song earlier this year called Pussy Fairy. Like, yeah. this is right up her alley, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, but this, again, this is, this is, this is why the video could probably play into how negatively niggas is turning their heads towards this record because. Like I said, Janae Aiko had a song called Pussy Fairy and nobody battered an eyelash, but Cardi B got a song called Wet Ass Pussy and now this is like a fucking political debate where everybody wants to show their moral compass and oh, she's somebody's mother and somebody's wife. Nigga, if Offset, if Offset ain't stressed out about it, why are you? like? Fam, Cardi said she's a freak seven days a week and I, 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 I'm of the cloth that believe her. Right, and, and I'm not gonna hold you. The, one of the things that I, because I, like I said earlier, I, there's a lot of things that I do hold against Cardi. One of the things that I don't hold against her, and one of the things that I actually commend her, and one of the reasons I do like her is the fact that she don't switch up who she is and what, like you know, what I'm saying she stands by what the fuck she stands by. Like it's not, she's not, uh, uh she doesn't flip flop too much, and she don't switch sides. Like so, and she has gone on record in the past and said yo if you know what i'm saying if you thinking that i'm supposed to be your kids role models or somebody like that and that you got everything fucked up like that's not how i'm trying to be at all so i don't even understand where that aspect is coming from like the whole oh she's a mom and all that like that's her business like and that's her business like before she was a mom and this is not uh this is not a, a slight or anything negative towards her but before she was a mom, she was a stripper. That's a fact. That's the, yeah. There's no, there's nothing wrong with saying that because that is one hundred percent true. And for her to embrace a sensual worker, as Two Chains called her, a yeah. sensual worker, as an essential worker, and her not being uh, afraid to let you guys know, yeah, this is what I did. I went from this to this, ashy to classy, so to speak. Right. And I'm gonna rap about what I want to rap like right and, the, yo and there's there's nothing wrong with that nothing at there's all nothing wrong with that nothing, nothing at all that. man yo listen some of the some of the artists that we listen to on the like yo I've this been nasty shit that Lil Wayne has said it's been nasty shit that Biggie has said there's been nasty shit that DMX 
Eminem. Like you can, I can, you can go down the list for a very long time. And you know what I'm saying? Like the weekend, we just had a the battle with the weekend, and he was saying some crazy shit on them records. Like it's, it, it, this is not. I mean, again, I, this is just all proving, and, and I mean, it's taking this interview and me talking to you back and forth to realize this. It's really the video, bro. It's really the video that's a lot of this backlash. Yeah, I think uh, people are more so concerned about the video. Um, I will say this as my last point on the song and the video before we cut out of here and do something else is... Um, I had to pause the record numerous times, but when Meg said, you ask who is it, and I'm going to spell my name, I said, okay, yeah. let me stop this. Yeah. Let me stop. Let me stop. Yeah. Yep. So let me yep. stop. And that's, yeah. all I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. If you haven't heard the song, that's probably going to be the one, the line you look out for. But there was some other stuff she, in there. Yeah, she, listen, she, Meg killed her verses, and she did her thing on that record. Cardi could have did better, like I said. Cardi, I've heard, I've heard tougher Cardi verses from Cardi, and I love Party, Partisan Fontaine, who writes all the Cardi shit. So that's why I fuck with Cardi's music. I just don't fuck with the process. But that being said, back to back to the topic. Meg, Meg killed that shit. So yeah, um, Speedy, not Speedy Recovery, but uh, Meg, keep healing and keep doing what you're doing because for her to get. A Beyonce, Nicki, and Cardi feature. Yeah, she's 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 completing the female infinity gauntlet. <laughs> that meme is that meme, that meme is exactly true. She's missing. I would say right now she's missing a feature from Missy Elliott. She's missing a feature from Mary J. Blige, and uh, number six would be hmm, Nicki. If she could pull off a feature from Nikki, no, no, she got Nikki already. She got Nikki already. Rihanna, Rihanna, yeah, Rihanna. Yep, there you go, number six. Missy, Mary J. Blige, Rihanna, and Missy. That's it. And yeah. she completed the Infinity Gauntlet. It's over. Yeah, it's over. It's done. There's nothing you can do with it. I I ain't mad at that at all. Uh, you are no stranger to being up here and knowing that we ask for shows that you're watching uh or movies so i ask you what do you got for us before we cut out um so as of late i've been well i mean recently what's been going on with me with quarantine going on and everything uh i started this uh 30 day creed challenge from mr uh kaye who's uh michael b jordan's uh physical trainer he trains a bunch of the Kardashians and uh, all that whole like he's just a celebrity fitness trainer, but the dude is insane. So I started that thirty day challenge and you, you uh, drop some names. You drop some names. Just just pick them up a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clean um, up over there. So uh, I started with that, and uh, movie wise, I've been watching all of the Rockies and all of the Creed movies, and um, just to keep me motivated while I'm doing this challenge because the diet is very strict. So the workout is crazy, but um. As far as shows go, season two of the Umbrella Academy has dropped, and it is amazing. If you haven't watched season one of that show, it's on Netflix. It's unfortunately exclusive to Netflix, unless you're on that fire stick wave and you got the hack, and you already know, or the Apple TV wave, because you know that's, that's, that's another hack there, but if you don't, you can get it through those outlets. But yeah, season two just dropped. 
it's up there in its entirety and it's fire. Watch season one, then watch season two. I guarantee you, you will not regret it. It's it's and you know I'm waiting for season two of the boys right now on Amazon. So those are my two. You and Tao said that uh, same exact the boys, but uh, the other one I'm definitely gonna give it a look at. Um, while you're on Netflix, you should realize that. Uh, it's black history all over again. All the great black shows that oh, made yes, their absolutely. way back absolutely. to Netflix. So uh, if you haven't watched Girlfriends or Moesha or The mm. Game or any of Yo, those shows. Uh, so, yeah. so not to cut you off, I've been low-key watching Moesha whenever I could. Like in between breaks and shit like that. Whenever I got like a little half hour. And Moesha was toxic as fuck. Bro, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have you up here for another conversation. Save that, save that, <laughs> save that. I'm gonna have you up here for another conversation. But say less, cause that's a, that's definitely yeah. Would, yeah, we gonna dive into that one. That that's one of the things I've noticed as a trend that they're doing with all our old great shows is that they're trying to portray uh, different features to get people out of here from those shows. But we won't uh, get into that later. We won't get uh, into that. The agenda. <laughs> the agenda. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but, bro, I appreciate you, uh, as always, uh, coming up here, know. taking the time. Uh, always, always, brother. It's always love. If you ever need me, you know, I'm always a phone call away. Always, always. I already know, bro. You ain't even got to say it. The hookah god, my guy, I will holler at you. <laughs> I'll see you later on in the battles, bro. All right, Joe. Peace, peace, peace. Get your excuses ready. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this special episode of the Whatever Face Podcast. Uh, that's all I got. Uh-huh.